0: I'd like to welcome you to another episode of True Admissions. I'm Kent Barnes, your host, and today I have two very special guests, and they're special guests because they're colleagues that I really respect. I have Karen Dahlstrom, who's the Executive Director of Admissions at Augustana College, and we also have Courtney Wallace, who is the Director of Admissions for the Chicagoland region at Augustana College. Karen, Courtney, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Ken.
0: It's really awesome to to be with you. I get to spend time with you as professional colleagues, but I'm really excited to ask you a few questions about how COVID-19 is impacting your work as admissions professionals. Um, But before I get to my questions, um, I thought it might be helpful for the listeners of True Admissions to learn a little bit about each one of you individually Uh, and your professional background. So maybe we'll start with with you, Karen. Could you uh, introduce yourself to the listeners of True Admissions?
2: Of course, I am so glad to be here. Uh, As Kent mentioned, my name's Karen Dahlstrom, and I currently serve as the Executive Director of Admissions at Augustana College. Started out in admissions, though, back in 2004 after I graduated from Augustana and worked at Augustana for about four years. doing all those traditional things, traveling and and visiting visiting high schools, and then uh, took a path outside of higher ed for a few years, but then re-entered with some work at a community college uh, here in our area before rejoining the team at Augustana in 2013. So uh, it's a pleasure now to, to be in more of a leadership type role in the office and uh, certainly enjoy the work very much, and I'm glad to be here.
0: And I have to say I'm thrilled to have Karen on board, and having had her rejoin the the admission staff was uh, one of the, the the great things that's happened in my 15 years at Augustana. So thanks, Karen. Courtney, can we turn to you?
1: Of course. Hi. Um. As Kent mentioned, my name is Courtney Wallace, and I serve as the director of admission in the Chicagoland area for Augustana. I lead our uh, Chicagoland regional recruitment team and am physically located in the Chicagoland area, actually in Oak Park. Um, Augie has an office in Lombard, Illinois, which is just a handful of miles down I-88 from where I live. Um, I personally work with students from the Northwest Cook County area, Kane, McHenry, and Lake counties. Um, I started at Augustana in, in September of 2012 after spending eight and a half years in admissions, working both on campus and as a regional for Missouri University of Science and Technology in Rolla, Missouri. Um, When I was in college, I was a volunteer tour guide um, at my alma mater. I worked in the new student programs office as a telecounselor in admissions. And just new admissions was my so-called calling in life, I guess you could say. Uh, I love providing transparency to the process when I can, providing encouragement for students and believe higher education um, at a place like Augustana is a real game changer, not only for students, but for, in many cases, uh, the whole family. Building relationships with students, school counselors, CBO partners, and my admissions colleagues brings me immense amount of pride and joy.
0: Awesome, thank you, Courtney, and and I have to say that that uh, not only is Courtney an amazing admissions professional, she is probably the the best regional admissions professional in the entire country, and we are so fortunate to have her. Well, thank you guys. I, I appreciate those introductions, and I know that our listeners will appreciate those also. So, I want to hop into some questions. Um, my first question is to to get a little bit of perspective um what's the month of april usually like for an admissions officer and i think i'll i'll start with you courtney what, what are you doing during the month of april in a typical year
1: well as someone who is a regional counselor my days and nights in april are usually really really full um filled with evening college fairs and personal meetings to discuss anything from financial aid to last minute questions at local coffee shops, Um, and also junior nights presenting at local high schools um, to juniors and their parents about the college search process and the application process. During the day, um, my days are usually filled with panel presentations at local high schools, Normal high school visits, um, keeping up, of course, with emails, um, having long phone conversations with students, seniors that are still deciding, uh, and certainly juniors, some of whom maybe have just visited the college and fell in love with campus. Um, There's also usually a crazy amount of follow-up that comes with both of those um, groups of students, all in good ways, of course. And not to mention, April is usually a, a big time for YIELD events, whether that be on my trips back to campus or certainly our admitted student events here in Chicago.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, April is when many high school seniors are making their final decision. And that's sort of what YIELD is, the conversion between admitting, being admitted and, and making a final decision. Thank you, Courtney. Karen, how about you? I mean, what, what's April like for you?
2: I think if I could describe it in one word, it would be similar to what Courtney said, which is busy. Campus is buzzing. Uh, There's just a ton of energy around these juniors who are experiencing Augustana for the first time, but then also the weeks leading up to the May 1st reply date um, for seniors. And I think it's just really a time for our staff to be celebrating those students who are choosing Augustana but also providing those introductions for others as well. So you can imagine that that our hallways and in our office are, uh, you know, people, counselors are are in and out quite frequently doing the things that Courtney mentioned with, with travel and events. Um, But when we're on campus, it is just full blast every day. It's really, really busy.
0: Okay. So right now you're not on campus. You're both in your homes and all of these students are in their homes as well. Mm-hmm. So, nothing that you describe, well, not nothing, but many of the things you describe are, are not happening. And, and I can't imagine that that life has changed so much that your uh, days are, as one of the students who I interviewed for True Admission said, filled with Netflix and FaceTime. So, so, how is this April different? What what what's changed, and 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 how is it different for for the two of you? And and I think I'll start uh, this time maybe with Karen, and then we'll go to Courtney. Karen, how, how's April different?
2: Well, that busyness is sure not different. We are, uh, as you mentioned, we we aren't uh, binging on lots of shows and and putting our feet up around the home around the house while we're uh, working remotely. Um, mm-hmm. But without those campus visitors, it's requiring our team to create virtual opportunities for those connections. Um, Without those high school visits and those college fairs and ways to connect with juniors, it means that our staff is actively calling juniors a lot more now to really um, start that contact with students as opposed to to waiting for those students to interact with us at events. We're also really sensitive, I think, this April to the students who've already chosen Augustana and really ensuring that we're providing a high level of service to those students who have submitted their tuition deposit and are eager to take those next steps to enrollment. Uh, For me personally, I do a lot of work with our communications and marketing team and our email communication and social media and one thing that's a lot different for me this April is just thinking about the language that we use, the tone and the communications, and just ensuring that we're meeting students where they are and recognizing the gravity of the situation while also uh, trying to provide them some answers about about the process. So, um, you know, I think a lot of students are still or will still uh, look at choosing a college by May first this year, but um, like many other schools, Augustana has extended our deadline to June first as well. So. I think that uh, May this year might continue to look a lot like, like April as well.
0: Thanks, Karen. Um, I, I'm really sort of intrigued with the whole tone. I mean, the change in, in the tone. Have you had to completely revamp the entire communication cycle and, and, and to acknowledge this change?
2: Yes. Uh, there are still some of our drip marketing campaigns or those ongoing automatic emails that send to students based on where they are in the process that we haven't touched. But you can imagine anything that references campus visits or uh, just feels a little too, I don't know if enthusiastic is the right word, but um, we want to recognize that we know that students are feeling maybe a little extra anxiety right now, a little um, more nervousness. So we're providing a lot more calm and reassurance, um, moving to different formats in some of our emails to kind of make it more like a newsletter type format to consolidate some of our communications as well and not feel like we're overwhelming students but uh, in short yes we've we tossed tossed April out the window and, and started over uh, a couple weeks ago.
0: Sounds like a pretty smart practice, and I also have to imagine that it probably um, has taken a monumental effort to to revamp an entire communication cycle in a matter of weeks uh, when it took months uh, to build that communication cycle. So so very well done. Courtney, how about you? Uh, how is this April different because of COVID-19 and coronavirus?
1: Well, as you know, um, all the college fairs, high school visits, panels, and, and basically physical in-person meetings and pre- presentations were canceled like in mid-march but seniors we know are still deciding on a college and juniors are still excited about the need to be informed <laughs> on the college search process in general so I've never spent more, so much time on camera in my life um, I personally am still doing junior night speaking engagements virtually which is um, it's a little bit nerve-wracking but it also is working which is exciting. Um, We're doing virtual presentations with colleagues from other institutions on different college search topics, which is something that we don't normally do as collaboratively as we've done in the past, and so I think that's exciting. Um, We have and are still finding ways to connect with prospective students and families during this crazy and unprecedented time. It's just causing us all to be a little bit more creative.
0: Creative, different, but still trying to provide as much personal attention as possible. You know, I, I saw uh, something about uh, Microsoft uh, today and they were highlighting the, the most desirable skills and they were all soft skills, except uh, some technology skills related to Zoom. So, so maybe that's a competency we're all developing by spending so much time on camera right now. Karen, I want to ask you, um, you lead a team of people. Um, you're, you're responsible for important work on campus, uh, and uh, ensuring that a certain number of students choose Augustana each year. What are you finding to be most challenging right now?
2: I think a really hard thing for, for me is that we don't have all the answers. There's no playbook for a time like right now. So, uh, when questions come from our team, uh, I'm having to figure out things on the fly with the information that I have at that given time. When questions come from students and families, the the same thing applies. So not having all of those answers is challenging. I also think the idea of the timeframe at this point being still uncertain um, is tough. I, I think it's hard from a personal standpoint for a lot of people, but I also think it's hard from a professional standpoint of, uh, just how rapidly things are changing, but, but where, how that uncertainty kind of looms, um, in regard to our team, our team has done an absolutely fantastic job adapting to this, but we are in rebuilding mode. So when we think about, I had a colleague tell me the other day that, uh, Again, kind of going back to the busy thing, I'm used to being busy in April, but I never realized how exhausted I could get from home. And uh, But then we reminded ourselves it's because we're rebuilding every single process, every single event. And um, as you mentioned before, uh, you know, recreating things that took months to do, we're having to do in, in a matter of days. So that hyper-collaborative uh, effort is, is a challenge, but it's not a challenge that we can't meet. It just is, is different.
0: It's interesting. I sort of observed people working together and and it seems like there's even greater collaboration right now virtually uh, than, than there is sometimes when you're face to face in the office. Um, but one of the things that I realized is that you're not always face to face in the office during this time period because so many people are out traveling and visiting high schools and doing fairs. So it's just a a really, really different feel. Courtney, I want to ask you about um, your sense for how prospective students are handling all of this. You communicate with with hundreds of prospective students, and and are you picking up things from them, um, or is it business as usual for them?
1: I think that they are so far, they seem to be handling it the best way they can. And I've noticed, um, I guess, some differences between seniors and juniors, as you might expect. I think um, many high school seniors had plans to maybe visit their top choices over spring break. And and in some cases, maybe all of the schools that they were admitted to previously Um, Many colleges and and universities had to certainly abandon admitted student events. um, And for those students wanting to visit that, quote unquote, one last time um, to be sure or to make or to make that very first visit. Now they've been um, now they that has to change and it's probably shaken their confidence in a way. Um, and I can certainly understand that. I think they assumed as we all did that they still had more time. <laughs> um, and I feel like this change the, the largest group that this change impacts of course is the group of students that don't have the means to, to visit multiple times. So these students maybe they don't have the means to visit campus and they weren't able to make any campus visits possibly until now. Uh, I think with juniors, I get this sense of panic a little bit from um, as they feel like they might already be behind. Um, As we know, many juniors will make their first college visit in the spring. And of course, there is likely, there's likely now a little bit less stress than there was a couple of weeks ago. But questions about what was happening with the ACT, the SAT, Um, AP exams were really causing stress for this group. And so hopefully with some of those answers, um, they're feeling a little bit better, but I think they're doing as well as you might expect or as well as you can hope.
0: I spoke to a, a, a student who's trying to decide uh, between two institutions, and I, I was um, surprised. I, mean, I don't know that I was surprised, but I was impressed with her emphasis on, you know, I wanted to get to that dining hall. I wanted to have something to eat there, and and that campus visit is 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 all important. And for those people who've had to delay, and we certainly have seen a trend, as you mentioned, uh, those families that maybe don't have the means to uh, visit multiple times, they're delaying that campus visit until they've heard from all. From all uh, institutions, and as a result, they they might not be able to visit this year at all before they have to make a decision. Sort of a, a sad thing, and and inconsistent with what we typically see. Uh, Courtney, how about how about parents or prospective students? Um, what are you what are you hearing and sensing from them?
1: I feel, or I guess my experience thus far is that parents are having maybe a tougher time than their students. Um, Maybe, and and most likely, it's because this isn't what they had imagined for their seniors. Um, so I, I think there's a sadness and certainly a disappointment for milestones missed, and that is certainly understandable. And um, for junior parents, I feel it's a fear of uncertainty in how this... The, the beginning of this college search process is impacting them um, and how they just don't want their students to be left behind. It, so it's, I think, built a little bit out of fear. Um, but they, t- uh, yeah, there's just so many unanswered questions. And I think we all know that parents want the best for their students. And so these feelings of sadness and disappointment and fear all come out of not being able to fix this or not being able to Help their student get what they what they wanted, um, which of course is having those milestones celebrated and being able to start that college search process in the time that they had anticipated.
0: So it sounds like you probably are providing a little bit of therapy uh, with each oh, conversation.
1: <laughs> Most definitely.
0: <laughs> well, I can think of no one better to, to provide a little bit of therapy. All right, Karen. Um, you've mentioned a couple of things you've mentioned rewriting the communication sequence and you've talked about having to introduce some virtual events um What have you had to change? What else have you had to change for, about your typical work in order to respond to this crisis?
2: well I've uh not worn my regular work clothes for a while, but I'm, I'm guessing you want me to dig <laughs> a little bit of, a little bit deeper than that um there is so much new technology. I, I always thought I was somebody who kind of understood how technology could help us, but uh, getting comfortable with technology, this is, has certainly been uh, an experience professionally that I will never forget, uh, the fact that we're all having to learn learn this together. Um, for me, obviously, my, my typical days a lot of times do include those face-to-face check-ins with with my team. And so making sure that we're making time for that, but in a virtual format. Of course, it also means that we aren't connecting with students and families in person either. So uh, one project that we we did was uh, to write personal notes to a uh, few thousand actually, uh, uh, our top prospects. And and so that really sort of scratched my itch, I guess, to, to still find ways to, to connect with families this time of year. Um, Beyond that, though, I think that it's just really required even more constant creativity than what we we normally uh, experience and even quicker decision making. I just uh, I've always felt like we've worked in a pretty fast paced environment, that we are pretty nimble. But uh, this has really shown that there are, are things where you know, we learn new information in the morning and by the end of the day, we need to have a, a new program rolled out. And, um, that, that's something that's just new. I think, um, you Kent or Courtney might've mentioned, I think we're also finding uh, collaboration with some different people, whether it be within our own team or people on campus who we're now relying on in different ways as well. Um, that's been kind of an interesting, um, Sort of effect of this too, but essentially every day I feel like I'm being pushed outside my comfort zone, and I'd like to think it's 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 healthy in the long run to to be that way, but it's definitely not easy. It's it's all new.
0: Okay, Karen, I'm pretty sure uh, last week or the week before I saw a photograph of you on uh, social media, along with another staff member, and if I if I recall, uh, you were um, passing offers of admissions, letters, back and forth. You were signing them because she'd printed them and you wanted to include a personal note on those. Is, is that right? I mean, that that wouldn't seem like a typical uh, uh, circumstance if, if we were working in the office.
2: We would not normally do that on the side of the road. That is correct. Uh, I would not normally do that on a lap desk on my steering wheel, but you're right. I think it's important. Those personal touches, especially for somewhere like Augustana, um, with who we are and what we value, it's important to us to find ways to still to still offer that and do that.
0: All right, so that's something special. There's no question about that. What, what are some of the other special things that that you're trying to do uh, in in communicating or working with uh, with prospective students? And I'm going to ask Courtney this also, but I'll start with you, Karen.
2: So I certainly welcome uh, Courtney to to chime in on this as well. I think the things that come to mind most quickly for me is, is certainly finding ways for our incoming students to still connect. And so we've launched a series of events called Augie Bound Connect, um, which have been quite successful thus far. It'll be a weekly series. We are using our student tour guides and our student callers in some new ways to ensure that prospective students still get that current student perspective. We're hearing that from our our incoming students and our prospective students that, similar to like what you mentioned, Kent, with the food in the dining hall, they still want the inside scoop. And while we've built relationships with these families, I think hearing straight from students is still important. So we're we're finding ways to get those personal connections. One thing that I'm doing alongside my 10-year-old son is uh, recording videos each week. We have a tradition at Augustana where students can celebrate making their decisions by ringing a gong. Uh, so we're reading off the names each Friday and ringing the gong to, to still try and find a way to celebrate a little bit during this time as well. Um, we also made a welcome video that, that each student is getting when they commit to Augustana that comes from, from our team and getting a chance to, to provide that personal, again, moment of celebration and recognition for this exciting time for students.
0: Those are pretty awesome things. Courtney, how about you? Are there some special things that you're trying to do during this this time frame to, to keep students engaged and excited about Augustana?
1: I think first and foremost, I'm trying to be understanding and provide care. Um, but, and Karen mentioned a lot of these things, but really trying to create or recreate that community where students really feel like they can imagine themselves within the communi- the community at Augustana. Um, whether that be um, through those student to student interactions. Um, We also had a little bit of fun debuting our first TikTok. uh, And so humanizing our team (laughs) within having a little bit of fun. Uh, But I guess as far as making sure that, that we're meeting students and families where they are. And so whether that's you know, spending the daytime or the evening meeting one-on-one face-to-face virtually with families um, to talk about financial aid or to answer any sort of other questions that they have or connecting them with current students where they can do the same thing virtually. We're just trying to do whatever we can in order to, to make it as easy as possible for those students to see themselves at Augustana.
0: All right, guys. I've got two last questions. These, these are the big ones. Um, th- these are the, the most important ones. Um, there are people who think that admissions officers are nothing more than, than salespeople and uh, that we're out there trying to you know, make a case for a particular institution and so on and so forth. Uh, but I want to hear from each of you um, what you think is the most important role for an admissions professional right now? And, and I think I'll start with you, Courtney.
1: I think, first of all, it's um, that is definitely not why I got into admissions. I got into admissions because I um, just love the work and, and the difference that we can make. But I, I think we need to continue to provide guidance. Um, we need to continue to provide assurance and information and resources. Um, and new and different ways. And that's not just because of the situation that we're in, but because our world continues to change and, and we need to meet, continue to meet students and families where they are. Um, I think to be, continue to be flexible and understanding and certainly not to contribute to the panic, um, and cause more, more anxiety in, in this situation, but certainly in the process overall, um, I also think that we are learning a lot about taking what might work in this in regards to Covid nineteen and and it might help us be more successful in future cycles. Like, why in the heck have we haven't we always had a virtual information session? Like and some of these things that we're doing now um, with with these virtual connections and and trying to create community, holy cow, like why in the heck haven't we done that before? We've just been pushed to our limits and and our creative juices came out. So I, that's my answer.
0: <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Courtney. Karen, do you have anything <laughs> to add about the role of, of, of the admissions professional right now?
2: Gosh, I couldn't have said that better myself, Courtney. I, I would hundred percent agree with everything Courtney said and, just add, I guess, my punctuation mark on um, us just providing that that empathy to students, meeting them where they are, uh, allowing, you know, being patient, being flexible, and recognizing that at the end of the day, we have the student's best interest in mind, and we truly are there to, to help them and, and serve them during this time.
0: I, I love that empathy, understanding, flexibility. And, and I think Courtney said, uh, don't uh, contribute uh, to the panic. Uh, that, that That is clearly the role. All right. So here's here's the last question that I have. Uh, Courtney, what advice are you giving to prospective students right now?
1: I think for seniors specifically, I'm telling them to trust their instincts. Um, those that I had a conversation over and over the same conversation with students who were like planning to visit one last time to really like make sure that they felt it um, at Augie, for example. And I think that they really need to just trust their gut. Why did they want to visit one last time? They wanted to visit one last time because they knew it was the place for them. And so to continue to, to trust um, their feelings about why it became their top choice to begin with. Um, And also to take advantage of all the new and different virtual engagement opportunities that, um, that colleges are offering right now, both for, I guess, for juniors and for seniors, but to really trust your instincts. This is, not only is this tough right now because it's something that nobody in our country has ever gone through, but it's also tough for seniors because this is one of the bigger decisions that they've ever had to make on their own. And so there's stress coming kind of from both directions and really trying to reassure them that um, they have the capability of making a great decision. And in their heart, they probably already know what the decision is.
0: Awesome. Great answer, Courtney. Karen, do you have anything to add about advice you're giving to prospective students?
2: I would echo for sure what Courtney said about taking advantage of these virtual opportunities. We know that it doesn't replace that campus visit. And there are a lot of things you can do very passively when it comes to online research and watching virtual tours. But because of this explosion of ways to actually talk to people, do it, take advantage, no matter where you are in the process, Uh, we absolutely want uh, those opportunities to, to interact. And I think just students remembering to to breathe a little bit to uh relax a little bit and this time of year like Courtney mentioned is is always full of those butterflies that nervousness that uncertainty of of what's to come with the college decision but um really try to embrace what's
1: going on and and work with the people at the colleges who are there to help and to celebrate milestones like this is a a big fun milestone that should be celebrated too
0: and there are a lot of milestones to celebrate. And, and, and I want to end on a milestone and uh, asking the, the two of you a, a quick question. So, is it true that the most highly anticipated event each week is the virtual happy hour that the admission staff does at Augustana? And is it true that there's a schedule that includes a, a formal dress, a happy hour, a, a take your pet to a happy hour as well? Is this is this accurate?
2: <laughs> this This is accurate. I don't know if I would say that it's the most anticipated. We anticipate lots of things, but it certainly is a highlight of my week. That's for sure. and I may or may not be getting a uh a formal attire ready for for our formal happy hour that we have going on here as well soon. <laughs>
0: Awesome.
1: Certainly those happy hours are anticipated, highly anticipated, but I would say probably the most highly anticipated is that gong ringing video that Karen does um, every Friday.
0: Every Friday morning is pretty awesome. Karen, Courtney, you guys were absolutely awesome guests. I want to thank you for coming on True Admissions, and I want to thank you for the, the wisdom and perspective that you shared. I know that the listeners to True Admissions will appreciate this greatly. So so thank you very much.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of True Admissions with me, your host, Kent Barnes. True Admissions is made possible by WVIK, Quad Cities, NPR, and Jared Johnson, who produces it. WVIK is located on the campus of Augustana College in Rock Island, Illinois, where I serve as Executive Vice President for External Relations.